All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Can you see it? Did you notice? Checked, but the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! The moment's notice. Here, like I don't, I don't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted the minute Valentine's Day. Wow, we should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores. Don't waste all the good stuff on the off-air, let's go.
Hello, Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, brought to you by the great folks at Zephyr Epic. You can use promo code Hockey Season, capital H, capital S, all one word, Hockey Season, at ZephyrEpic.com. Go get yourself some Series 2 upper deck cards. That's what we're going for. They're going to be back in stock very soon. Zephyr Epic all over Canada. You can get it. You can get $5 off your order with that promo code. They ship across Canada free over $50. So definitely go check out ZephyrEpic.com. My name is Dave Quadrelli. I am joined as always by the man who built the place in what I wanted to call an emergency episode, but I was shot down by Chris Faber. Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Yeah, I don't know. We're, we're, we were supposed to record anyways, but this is sort of on the level of emergency podcast. Obviously, the news coming out right now uh, of Adam Gaudet testing positive for COVID. Uh, it's just one test, right? I think he's going to have to follow up with another one. And I think if he posts a negative, we'll go from there. So we're, we're at the point right now where it's just the initial test uh, is all we have to go off. But can I throw it back to, see, uh, to Zephyr Epic for a quick second before we dive into it? Uh, I was looking at some of the cards in that Series 2 box. Like, Do you remember the fluorescent ones from last year? Do you remember those cards? Yes, I pulled a fluorescent Brad Marchand that we ripped yes. up in the studio. <laughs> yes, I got a Brock Besser fluorescent last year. Uh, this year, they have an Ole Olevi fluorescence card. Ooh, Just want to throw that okay. out there. It looks good. It looks really good. Damn, best healthy scratch to ever play the game. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a, that's a, a buy-low card right now if you see that on the ebay market or anywhere out there or if you pull it yourself maybe just hold on to that one for a little bit because it's a uh, it's a good time to buy on Oli levy i think but yes yeah. let's uh let's get to the news at hand quads i mean just dropped minutes ago as we're recording this okay no update on elias Pettersson still skating on his own i'm curious chris and i think we talked about this a little on the last episode maybe we'll talk about it later here's the thing is i don't think he's coming back anytime soon i don't think he's gonna be Like, I think the cost-benefit of shutting a player down when you look at what happened with Brock Besser, like, the the benefit of shutting a player down when they come back and they're like, I'm healthy, I'm good to go, but they're not quite there yet, I think the the benefit of doing that is greater because you're going to have them at 100% for sure next year. And this season really doesn't matter at this point. And that's just kind of my take on that situation, Chris. I mean, we can dive into it later, but obviously the big thing that came was Vertanen wasn't on the ice. People were like, oh my goodness, he's getting traded. Wasn't feeling well, so he stayed home today. Godet, on the other hand, has tested positive and has entered COVID protocol. That is not good news for this hockey club, Chris. Yeah, not good news at all. And and it was it's kind of strange. Like he was practicing. He was actually practicing on the on the JT Miller line with Jimmy VC, which is a spot where Vertanen has been uh, in the past. And that's you know something I've been I've been kind of just going for for a long time, trying to speak it into existence uh, of Adam Gaudet getting a shot in the top six on the wing. Uh, and you know the one day he gets his chance, unfortunately, he tests positive, uh, or at least has a positive test on the COVID protocols is going into practice they have to pull him off the ice during practice and that's just an unfortunate situation uh, a lot of people have obviously brought up that you know it was pretty obvious on instagram just on the past weekend here i think it was sunday uh that he was out with brock besser i believe and his dogs and his uh wife michaela as well uh, i wonder if that does like does that consider himself a close contact like does that make brock besser a close contact of someone who is now tested positive for covid19 look we don't know if they, like, I, I don't know what the guidelines are. Because, like, I know that he was allowed to do that. Like, no no one broke any provincial right. rules there, right? Like, they're allowed to go outside with a group of 10 people. There was three of them there, right? Like, Brock Besser, Adam Gaudet, and obviously his wife, Michaela. 
I don't think they shared the same car. Like, I, I think they're above doing that, especially when Brock had has two dogs with him. You know what I mean? They definitely didn't pack into the same car. So I would say no. But here's the thing, Chris, is this is kind of on the league. And the reason I say that is because, look, it makes sense. It lines up with the timelines. Kok and Yemi test positive. I think Armia was the other player, but... They tested positive right after the Canucks played them. And then the Canucks go out, and it's just... What were you really expecting was going to happen? You know what I mean? Like, the fact that there's only one right now is probably one of the best-case scenarios the Canucks in the league could really hope for. I mean, Montreal gets shut down for a week because of two positive tests, but look, now the Canucks are in this situation, and it almost didn't make sense not to put a pause on the games of the teams that had played them recently that's what the MLB did like last season the MLB got through their season very very poorly at certain points especially when you look at the Miami Marlins debacle that happened but if a player if a team had a player or two that tested positive the teams that had just finished a series against that team wouldn't play their next series all the games were postponed and they were trying to be as careful as they could it makes sense that this happened and man it sucks but holy cow like you know, I, I think a lot of people are going to kind of get get on the, oh, well, they went out. This is what happened. Like, you don't know that that's where he got it. I don't know that he got it in a game. But all I'm saying, Chris, is that the timeline matches with not showing symptoms. And now he has a positive test after playing the Habs. I don't really know if that's the case, Chris. But I just, I don't want to come across as being like oh this is where he got it this has to be it i'm just saying that it would have made sense to postpone those games potentially the ones that the canucks had played after montreal yeah i mean that's that's absolutely a very possible situation and a possible outcome of what how we got to this point i think that's that's hard to believe that we're only going to see one case i think that you know, I know that we're going to talk about the Godet situation a lot, but I I look a little bit at the Jake Vertanen spot too. I mean, Jake Vertanen just didn't come to practice at all today due to just not feeling well. Uh, I, I'm just kind of reading the tea leaves here. That that feels like something that's going to be more of a story as the day goes on here, and I think as the week goes on, we'll be interested to see what happens there. If if it's a certain COVID convert, like if that's the reason why he didn't come to practice, if it was a COVID situation, uh, that makes a lot of sense for him not to show up to practice if he's not feeling well. We'll see where it builds off of that for Jake. It's you know it's been a week off for these players. Maybe they've gone out and and seen some more people than they've been able to over the past little bit uh, throughout the season, where it's been very limited to see your family members, see friends, see see really anyone, you know, and follow the protocols that's set out not only by Canada and BC, but also the ones from the NHL, where players really just have to stay with their families. So, uh, you know, if that's the situation with Jake and that continues to develop, perhaps that came from a similar thing with Montreal as well. Like, you don't really know, right? And, like, I'm, I'm following what you're saying, and the timeline does sem- tend to line up pretty decently to, to say that that's where it could have came from. And yeah, it's unfortunate to know that that you know that's going to be the way it's going. I mean, we've gone this far through the season without really having any COVID problems for the Vancouver Canucks, aside from the early ones at the start of the year with Jordy Ben and JT Miller. So it's a strange thing to deal with, right? It's a strange thing to kind of cover because we don't really know all the information on the situation. We just know that there was a positive test for Godet and Jake Vertanen wasn't at practice today. Yeah, there's there's just a lot going on, it feels like, with this situation, and it's almost like 
there's no point just coming here and riffing on it and being like, oh, I wonder if this is where they got it or anything like that. I'm just trying to present a case where it kind of makes sense where they could have got it. And I, I don't know, like nobody's an expert here on this show for sure. We definitely don't know everything there is to know about COVID even at this point, especially, uh, you know, you look back at what it was when it started, Chris, our first episode when, uh, when COVID started with Rudy Gobert testing positive, we were like, yeah, it's like, you know, how bad can it be? right? He's just sick. And yeah, little did we know. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's an interesting situation to kind of keep an eye on, but it's also one that we can't spend the whole episode on. I just, man, I wonder what this means for the schedule now, because, you know, if you're postponing games for Montreal after two tests, do the Canucks play tomorrow night? Like, I'm not so sure. Do they wait for tests to come in? Like, I think the teams have five o'clock to report all tests, but well, the thing is, the man, like wanna... you know, if Godet's really testing positive and actually has it, he practiced today. Like he was in the train, he was in the room with the guys getting changed to go out to practice. I mean, he was out. It, not only like we we mentioned the story of him, you know, being with Brock Besser on Sunday, but like this guy took a practice. Like this guy went and warmed up with all the guys. This guy was in the same locker room as all the guys. Uh, if this is a real positive case, this is a, a really bad spot for the Canucks to be in because, you know, we know how fast this COVID virus can spread. You know, if if it was just going through, like if he didn't practice today, came in and they just immediately knew and he wasn't in contact with all the players, he'd be in a little bit better spot. But like he was on the ice. He was bumping with these guys probably in practice, you know, before being taken off the ice, which makes the situation just so much more complicated. Yeah, and here's the thing is, you know, we're talking like, oh, what does this mean for the schedule? But also, this is, if this is like one of the variants, that's really tough for Adam Gaudet. It could be because I've, I've got a friend who's on the younger side around Gaudet's age and he has COVID and it's 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 not going well for him. Uh, I'm not going to say a bunch more, but we do know that these variants are attacking younger people a lot harder and you don't have to look f- far in the NHL to see an example of that. Rasmus Ristolainen had a really, really bad COVID, uh, COVID case and he's only 26. So who knows? It's it's tough. Hopefully, uh, it's a speedy recovery for Gaudet, and he's asymptomatic. Him practicing suggests that he's asymptomatic, which is a good sign for sure. Um, but hopefully, there's no bad symptoms to come for him uh, in the coming days. Yeah, most definitely. And I don't know if we want to even go into like the lines from practice. Like, do we want to dive into that, or is there anything else you want to touch on here? Because I think more information is obviously going to come over the next couple days here, and it has to, right? I mean, like you said, there's a game on Wednesday. Uh, it's going to take another negative test from Godet to be able to play in that game. I don't know exactly what comes of that, so we don't really have, like we said, all the information going into the game on Wednesday right now. Yeah. Yeah, there's no point going over the lines. They're just going to change. The big thing is Sutter and Roussel are back, so that's great. But there's really nothing to to really riff on. Like I said, like, Elias Pettersson's still hurt. There's... There's not much that's going to be going on in the in the coming days here. Travis Boyd was on power play too, but again, when you're missing Vertanen, Gaudet potentially uh, was playing. He was playing power play too at practice, but again, like I don't know if Travis Boyd, the guy who's had like one power play goal in his last 150 games or something like that, is going to be a staple on power play too. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know what? He like Boyd might actually hop right into that VC Miller line, right? You know, if Godet's mm. not there, Vertanen's not there, Boyd might be playing in the Canucks' top six as soon as Wednesday, which is crazy to think about. Wow. Wow. To think yeah. that two of their two of their top six players 
were claimed off of waivers two weeks ago. That's that's where we're at with this Canucks season right now. It's it's not a good spot to be in. Uh, obviously, the way that the season has gone on the ice and now certain things off the ice are creating a spot where two waiver wire pickups are playing on your top six on the wing. So uh, not a great spot to be in right now for the Vancouver Canucks as a whole. Yeah, I'm I'm texting with a few different people trying to figure out uh, if the Canucks are going to play tomorrow. So hopefully we'll have that later in the show. But if not, we'll. Uh, I think now's a good time to cut to break, Chris, and we'll come back talk about a few more things. Bit of a shorter episode today, but uh, yeah, keep it locked, keep it loaded on the Canucks conversation. Zephyr Epic is Canada's source for trading card games and sports cards. They ship free anywhere in Canada on orders over $50, and you can use promo code Hockey Season with a capital H and a capital S, all one word, Hockey Season, to get $5 off your order exclusively for Canucks Conversation podcast listeners. Be sure to join them live on Twitch for epic case break openings. Follow them on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at Zephyr Epic, Z-E-P-H-Y-R, Epic, on all platforms. Do you ever have a long work day where you just forget to hit the liquor store on the way home and then you got no beer for your game? Well, problem solved, folks. Same day delivery now from the folks at Parallel 49 Beer. That's right, the P49 crew is here and available on Uber Eats. All that brew directly to you with Uber Eats and Parallel 49's online store. Shop.Parallel49Brewing.com or check out more information on their Twitter and Instagram pages at Parallel49Beer. Alright, short and sweet one here for our friends at Mike's Hard Lemonade. The Blue Freeze. If you haven't tried it, folks, you need to get out and try the Mike's Hard Blue Freeze. By far my favorite alcoholic beverage on the market right now. If you're going to just enjoy a few drinks at a game or it's a Saturday night and you got a Zoom party with some of your friends, take yourself down to the BC Liquor Store which or your local liquor store, wherever you get drinks. Pick up some Mike's Hard Blue Freeze, the best, tastiest drink on the market right now. The pandemic and a slow economy are making it tough on a lot of people to find steady, good-paying work. But one industry is bucking that trend. Construction companies are hiring and need more workers than ever before. Upload your resume to icba.ca and get noticed. With more than 3,000 employers on our ICBA team, our employment network can connect you to businesses crewing up for the 2021 construction season. Trades jobs that pay well, offer excellent benefits, invest in safety training, and give a firm career foundation. Check out icba.ca slash jobs. And thank you very much to our sponsors. A very short first half, so I've decided to cut the cord on Quad's hosting because he only gave us a 12-minute segment. Uh, I will be hosting the second half of this episode. Is that okay, Quads? Hey, I was the one that suggested that. And yes, I was checked out because I was texting a bunch of people. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. I'm trying to get those scoops for our listeners. I was texting a bunch of different people, trying to figure out if games are getting postponed. Nothing so far, but I'm going to be much more involved in the second half of the show. You won't hear me zone out as much because I'm looking and seeing, oh, three dots, three dots. They're typing, they're typing. I wonder if this is going to be a scoop. So, yes, you're hosting, but, uh, yeah, I appreciate you taking over. <laughs> yeah, well, let's let's quickly look at what would happen for the Vancouver Canucks and their situation, really, with the forward group more specifically, if they do have to play on Wednesday without Adam Gaudet, without Elias Pettersson, without... Jake Vertanen. I mean, this top six really takes a beating, and we've seen the the lineup in the forward group specifically already take quite the beating over the past couple weeks. But man, 
<laughs> do you think that you would miss Jake for Tannen that much in the top six uh, at this point in the season? Because the Canucks are really going to miss him if they don't have him on Wednesday. I mean, if you're putting Antoine Roussel in his place, yes, you're going to miss Jake Vertanen in the top six. And that's kind of what it's looking like right now. Like, who are you putting in the top six? Like, you, you need to have Travis Boyd, obviously. Looks like Jimmy Vesey's obviously going to be there as well. But after that, who who's on Horvat's wing? Like, you've got Besser, and then what? Yeah, you got Huglander. <laughs> oh, you do have Huglander, yeah. Okay, yes, I forgot about Huglander. That's a safe line. You're going to have to put someone in there with Miller and VC. Um, I don't know if it's going to be Mott, Boyd, Roussel. I think it's going to be Boyd, too. Like, I, I really do think it, it's going to be Boyd. And then from there, you have McEwen. He's going to slide back into the lineup. Uh, I think he should be in the lineup anyways. Uh, but, I mean, man, it, it's it's kind of crazy to think that we get to this point because Godet was already skating on that line. Doesn't, you know, doesn't look like we'll see. But, you know, this could all change, right? I mean, all this could come back with a couple of negative tests. Uh, and we could be back to things on Wednesday, but that's just not exactly how I think things are going to play out. We'll have to see what happens here, and I know a lot of people started immediately freaking out when they saw that Adam Gaudet left the ice at practice today. Uh, a lot of people started freaking out when they saw that Jake Vertanen wasn't at practice today. They thought it was trade season, and uh, you know Travis Green went and shut all that down. But do you think that there's a little bit, a uh, little bit being hidden by Coach Travis Green here, maybe specifically with Jake Vertanen? Do you think that there might be some rumblings? No, get out of it. Dude, if he stayed home... Okay, okay. If he stayed home because he's feeling sick and there was a positive test... Like, come on, put the pieces together. There's no way that it's a smokescreen. Okay, I'm just throwing it out there. You You sound like one of these crazy conspiracy Canuck guys on Twitter. I'm just asking for your opinion, Quads. That's all I'm doing here. I'm (laughs) not putting words in your mouth. You're putting words in my mouth right now is what it feels like. Uh, (laughs) I just... I don't know. You know, it, it's an interesting situation that's going to uh, you know play out in front of us here, and it could really affect what this team looks like on Wednesday. And man, that's a that's a really tough looking top six uh, going into it if you have to play on Wednesday. And I think the scary thing is looking at what the way this Canucks lineup kind of or the schedule just kind of cranks right back up. You got back to backs this weekend where you have travel included in between. I think it's Edmonton to Winnipeg. I believe with these back-to-backs coming up, this isn't a time to, you know, this is a time where you want to have your best roster with you and your best forward group together when you're playing, like I said, two waiver players in your top six. That's not really the lineup that you want going into back-to-backs and in a pretty important part of the season for the Vancouver Canucks here. No, absolutely not. And man, if you want to know how long this break has been, I just forgot Nils Hoaglander existed. Like I was, <laughs> I was naming the top six. I'm like, oh, who's that other guy? Who, who's that other guy? But back to the top six. The one thing I wanted to mention, Chris, is that the reason I think Travis Boyd's going to get a shot with Miller and VC is solely because we saw Jimmy VC get such a large role immediately under Travis Green, and he gets the shot right away. And I think Travis is. A coach who likes to give new players that shot, especially in a season that's up, you know, I don't want to call it a write-off because they're still trying to win, but, you know, he wants to know what he has in Travis Boyd, right? And sure. he gave that to VC. He gave that role to VC where he's, he's playing on the top line, playing on the top power play unit. Now, Boyd obviously doesn't have as much offensive pedigree as VC, but, you know, he can impact a game positively. Like, Stefan Roguet of Canucks Army wrote an article about how his underlying data suggests that he's going to be even better in Vancouver than he was in Toronto. And he wasn't that bad in Toronto. So I'm excited to see what they do with this. I, I'm curious to see 
how Travis deploys his lineup on Wednesday night, and more more curious to see if they even play on Wednesday night. Yeah, I would be curious to see the lineup that they put out there. I mean, you mentioned it uh, that he has the one goal in five, one power play goal in 105 games. I saw Jay Pat tweet that out this morning. Right now, that what the second power play unit could look like could be Travis Boyd, uh, Brandon Sutter, and Tyler Grayavac. That could be your second power play unit for the Vancouver Canucks. I don't think I need to expand on it much more. I think I mentioned it earlier in the podcast. This could be a really bad looking Canucks team on Wednesday night. Like this, this makes me wish that the AHL started up and I could watch that instead because this could be a really tough look for the team on Wednesday. I, I can't you, see a no, scenario. Quads, you seem to, yeah, you seem to be leaning to the idea that we're not going to see hockey on Wednesday. Like I'm, I'm picking well, that up from you here. How can the league? How can the league possibly explain that? Like, I, there was two two cases on Montreal and things shut down for a week. Okay, if there's one on Vancouver and a player who stayed home because he's not feeling well, are you really comfortable throwing out like, man, that that's tough for the visiting team too tomorrow night that's that's not good like that's not a good I just I don't know how the league is going to be able to justify that if that makes sense like how they're going to be able to explain that one you know what I mean but who knows like Calgary's in town tomorrow who knows man who knows if they because like the thing is is it's not even like Calgary has like this is a rare time in this season where two Canadian teams are going to play each other once and then travel separately, and they're going to go play another right. team the next game. They're only playing once. They're not having a series. It's one game, okay? And then the Canucks are in Edmonton on Friday, or sorry, Saturday. So that's a two-day break anyway. Would it not just make more sense to make sure all your ducks are in a row, make sure everybody tests negative ahead of Saturday, and just cancel the game tomorrow night? Like, I think that's that's the scenario that makes the most sense from a league perspective. Yeah, and I think that's a lot of the discussions that we had before the season started and during the offseason was how is it going to go through? How many positive cases does it take for you to shut down a team, right? I mean, I think that this spot with the positive case and the player going to and being in contact with all the players throughout practice, pre-practice, whatever workouts they were doing, I think that puts you in a spot where you know you just have to take it on the safe side, right? I, I would have no problem with the game on Wednesday being canceled if that's what's going to come because you had a player who tested positive. Really, like, people can make the argument if, if Godette was in close contact with Brock Besser on that Sunday stroll with their dogs, but he was 1,000% in close contact with the players during practice and in the lead-up to practice before the positive test came back. Yeah, man, this is such a weird weird season to be covering like we're gonna you know we're both gonna be working in this industry for a while i think we're gonna look back on this season and just say man do you remember when one we couldn't travel anywhere two all the players were on zoom and we couldn't go into locker rooms like this is a weird weird season to be covering and we were like oh do you remember when we had to try and figure out how long players had to stay in their hotel rooms for and all these different rules that change based on the region they're in and just Man, it, it's been a weird, weird <laughs> season, Chris. And like, I'm even this. Like, we're like, oh, I wonder if they're wonder if them going out with their dogs is behind this. You know what I mean? It's like we're <laughs> never gonna have this, these kind of conversations again. Like, and I hope not. Frankly, I really hope that we don't have to do this again. <laughs> yeah, quite frankly, I'm pretty excited for the day that we don't have to talk about stuff like this again. 
Oh, it's going to be incredible. I think, um, I mean, we can move on to some other topics. This one's going to be a strange one because I, I just feel like information is going to come out in the next six to 10 hours, like during the day today or potentially tomorrow morning. We're going to hear a lot more of it. I mean, if, if they do a morning skate and we hear media from there, we're going to really know the answer Wednesday morning. And I'm sure you and I will both be tweeting that out, but let's, uh, let's explore some other things. I think as we're kind of moving forward here, it's tough, right? Like we don't have a lot to talk about, like coming into this is the most new that we gotten from the Vancouver Canucks over the past week since they have had basically a full week off, right? Six days with no games. Uh, It's been a great boost for the Canucks team. I'm wondering how you think that affects the Canucks moving forward now because a lot of the other teams have to play a lot more games over the final stretch of the season here, and the Canucks actually are going to get some three days off and some breaks here coming up. How much do you think that's going to help this team? And I know that that was something that we kind of asked the players as they were exiting or or leaving into the six-day break, but... Man, did it just feel like this Canucks team needed this six-day break right now more than any time this season? Absolutely. Like, it feels like, you know what it feels like right now? They need another six-day break after what the hell we just heard and all the news that just dropped this morning. I know. It's just, it's it's feeling like a lost season, Chris. Like, it's feeling like a, a lost season. And I know everybody points to the two years thing, but... Honestly, I'm I'm still of the mindset that this team can compete next year. It's just you need to be smart in the off season, and you know we can talk about whether or not this management group is the correct group, or if they're going to be able to change history and the, not repeat history, I guess, and do better this off season and pick up more Travis Boyd's and Jimmy VCs for the bottom six. I don't know, Chris. Like, I I don't think next year's a write off. It just feels like this was a year where everything that could have gone wrong went wrong like JT Miller right off the bat has has COVID has to come back after two weeks off or whatever it was however long he was out comes back has to try and find his legs again right after a training camp where he had to quarantine two weeks before that okay then they go in they have these games they can't find their footing they can't get their systems down they have no time to practice it's just everything that could have gone wrong went wrong for them this year and now this is in no way trying to justify the roster construction and say oh well they just got unlucky i'm saying that yes the roster needs to be greatly improved and absolutely they needed more secondary scoring at the start they needed their top guys to be better there's there's a lot that went into it all i'm saying is everything that went wrong for this hockey club went wrong this season and this just feels like it's just another one on the list it just feels like you know when you look at analytics and you're like oh there's definitely going to be some regression here it feels like what we're getting right now is after seeing all the success that they had going into the playoffs with the play-in games what they did in the playoffs like now we're feeling the regression of just like luck like luck-based regression right now for the Canucks is just a very unfortunate spot we were at a point the other day where there was zero forward zero centers from opening night in the Canucks lineup. I mean, this is things have really fallen off. I think that people holding on to the chance of a playoffs this year after seeing what the team has looked like and how they've been shattered with their injuries or whatever other situations now with the oncoming COVID stuff, like, man, things are just getting really bad for the Vancouver Canucks team right now. And you have to, you know, I think I'm with you where you have to say at this point, like, you know, this team needs to now make that decision that playoffs really shouldn't be in, in their eyes, right? Like it's at that point where you just, you don't have the horses, right? You don't have the horses and it was already such a tough hill to climb. And now you're just basically doing it while dragging a bunch of injuries and and tough situations to your roster up that hill. Like this is a spot where the Canucks need to make that transition into, okay, well let's see what we can sell here going into the deadline. That needs to 100% be the focus now. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I have more on Godet. Okay. Okay. 
This is from uh, Patrick Johnson and Satyar Shah. I've been scrolling Twitter. Godet will be retested per protocol. If it's negative, he'll be tested again tomorrow. Result there will determine his status. Sat, same sort of thing. He said uh, if the COVID test confirms, he'll be retested. If it confirms the positive COVID test, they'll have to go through contact tracing and also have to determine the variant type before a decision is made on Wednesday's game. So I kind of take back what I said about how can the league justify this? Like, There's obviously a process here and they have to go through it. All I'm saying is if they don't get through that process in time, it might be best to just hold off on playing tomorrow. That's all I'll say. But yeah, just wanted to give that update. So, um, I mean, since we're we're kind of moving on, we'll talk a little bit about prospects here uh, as we wrap up. We'll also get to a little bit of a betting segment. But as we're kind of speaking of prospects, I wrote an article that dropped on Sunday for Canucks Army looking at, you know, the, the next few weeks for the Utica Comets, basically the next six weeks and how they have, you know, a real tough schedule where they're playing a lot of games. And I think that's good for a lot of these young guys. We, we, we also heard this morning, uh, more COVID news coming out of Utica, uh, their games that were supposed to be played on Wednesday. They were supposed to be, uh, back into action. It was supposed to be the big return. Uh, they were also expected to play on Saturday and expected to play on Monday. All three of those games have now been postponed. So another COVID cancellation, this is going to bring the Utica Comets to now playing, Four weeks, or, or going four weeks now without games. At least four weeks without games, which is a very unfortunate spot. For a lot of these young guys like Jonah Gadjevich, Jack Rathbone, Cole Lynn, I mean, the players that were just starting to develop in the AHL, and a lot of these guys we were excited to see. I mean, Carson Folk was a great start. Jet Wu had a great start. Will Lockwood, these guys were starting to impress the hell out of me uh, at the AHL level, and now they're going to go four weeks without playing games. That's just another crappy... I think this episode's just going to be called, like, COVID Sucks. Right, like, like I don't know what else. Like, we've spent the first thirty minutes of the show talking about COVID, which I hate, and because we're not experts in the field, uh, and I just hate doing this stuff. But like, man, uh, you know, the comments. I was really excited for them to get back into action, just to have something, something positive to kind of report on in the Canucks organization. I think there's a lot of good things going on right now in Utica, but to see what they just announced here this morning. You know, basically postponing things another week, and like I said, making it a minimum of four weeks between games. Now, that's just some some real crappy news coming out of Utica once again. Yeah, holy cow! It's just, man, it's tough for all these players. And holy cow, I wish we could stop having to talk about COVID. Like it's, man, cases are going back up. It just it sucks. Like it feels like feels like things are going south again. You know what I mean? Like just awful. Well, you want to not talk about COVID quads? Yes. Well, have I got the story for you. We are going to Russia, my friend. There is no such thing as COVID-19 in Russia, if you ask anyone in Russia. Uh, So, (laughs) Vasily Podkolzin back into action. We found out who his game is going to be against now uh, for the Western Conference Finals of the KHL division. For those... Uh, this is this is the toughest series of the playoffs. The the team from the West is likely to win this. Uh, you have two powerhouses in Ska and CSKA going against each other. It's you know it's the it's the big rivalry in the KHL. These are the two Army teams going up against each other. The two biggest organizations in the KHL. They're going to be matching up against each other. This series is going to kick off on Friday. Which uh, what do you think about this? Because man, it's going to be. I guess like a full week in between games for Silly Pod Colson to play his playoff game. They did end up winning 3-1 in their series. Or sorry, 4-1 in their series. And the other one did go seven games. So it does make sense to have the one week off, uh, I guess, from that spot from Ska. But, I mean, it's going to be great to see him match up. This is going to be a tough matchup. And I'm curious to see how uh, Valerie Bragan ends up playing 
uh, Vasily Podkolzin because he's had games where he's been up around nine minutes and he's had games where he's been up around 19 minutes. Like it's been a very strange playoffs here, uh, situation so far for Podkolzin this year. I mean, it's kind of just exactly what happened in his regular season. It's like there's no no rhyme or reason why he's playing a certain amount. It's just like, oh, okay, tonight you're going to play nine minutes. Tonight you're going to play 20 minutes. And it's just, I mean, <laughs> I don't know, Chris. I just keep looking at this from a Canucks lens. And all I'm all I'm saying is, man, I, I hope Pod Colson goes deep into the playoffs and that the Canucks don't have to bring him over. I just think, like, I think it's best for the player to come over. But if he's playing in the playoffs, then you have that excuse. It's not like he's going to, he's not leaving early. So if he's able to go on a deep playoff run with Ska and then come at the start of next year, again, that's another year of his ELC. I don't think burning that, especially in this season, is worth it. It's just not. It would be very stupid of the Vancouver Canucks to bring Vasily Podkolzin in. Let's say that their series ends and he gets eliminated in like a game six and the series is over on the 14th, right? Then you have a two week quarantine, you bring him in on the 28th. You know, at least I would add a day or two to that just because traveling from Russia, uh, that makes it the 30th. So the 30th of April, you're going to get what? (laughs) I think there's four or five games for the rest of the season for the Vancouver Canucks at that point, depending on what postponements are going to do. And if they have to play a couple games over that extra three days that the NHL added, you're going to get a maximum right now of six to seven games of Vasily Pod Colson. And that's like if he gets swept in this series and has to come over at an early point. It's it's a huge waste. You're gonna get the guy over here for two weeks and then send him back to Russia. Like that's that's not a great setup for him. He's obviously got a great training setup in Russia. I think that's something that he's gonna do all off season long. I think playing in these playoffs is going to be good for him. I hope that Scott now is the winning team like early on. It was it would have been nice if they would have got eliminated in that first round of the playoffs. You know, it just wasn't going to happen, right? I mean, Scott was projected to win that. They they had a real tough shot against Dynamo. I mean, Dynamo beat them every single game in the regular season this year. I thought that they were really going to push Scott, but Scott ends up winning 4-1 in the series there. So, yeah, I think all the all the ideas of Vasily Podkolzin coming over this year to be a nice story for the Canucks, it would be great to see him in a jersey for five to six games, but it would also be nice to have him for three full years after this season on an ELC contract. So don't expect Podkolzin to come over here uh, anytime soon this season. I don't think that's going to happen. No, I don't think so either. Okay, I want to I want to I want to do the betting segment Chris because I'm pretty excited for it. So our friends okay, at Odd Shark They're the place to go. This is what I wanted to ask you Chris. I'm not I'm not betting too too much anymore. Like I'm I'm not doing a ton of bets, but one bet that I hit on Chris and I'm trying not to brag, but uh Flyers were up 3 nothing on the uh, Buffalo Sabres heading into the... Or, sorry, Sabres were up on the Flyers 3 nothing heading into the third period. Buffalo had lost 17 straight games, and the odds on a Flyers wins were, like, plus 700. So I put 5 bucks on it on plus 700 odds, and I won because the Flyers came back and beat Buffalo in overtime. And I legitimately, Chris, like, I legitimately feel bad for what's going on in Buffalo right now. Like, they have six wins on the season. Like, I'm sorry, Taylor Hall and Jack Eichel deserve better than this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't I don't know where to, like, what to do with bets with the, with the Sabres. <laughs> I would have no idea. Like, they must okay. have great odds every single game to, like, to have your money return if you can actually pick the game that they eventually win here. Look, okay, they're playing the Flyers again tomorrow, okay? 4.30 Pacific. Here's 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 my question to you, Chris. And I, you know what? I'm going to go check what Odd Shark is saying because if the Sabres lose tomorrow, they, I believe, will set the record for most consecutive losses in the modern NHL era. I think that was what I read. I just... 
I, I'll check that later, but I really want to see what they have on the odds here uh, for the Sabers because, man, like, are are you betting that they won't they won't uh, they'll they'll snap the streak or do you think they'll they'll set that record? Oh man, they're playing the Flyers. They are playing the Flyers again. Let's go Sabers, man. I'm gonna go say I think I'm gonna put money on that. I'm gonna put money on the Flyers because I think the Flyers came dangerously close to losing to the Sabres, and I think they just took their foot off the gas pedal. Hmm. But I think after that win, morale... Like, what's the morale like in the Sabres locker room after that loss? Like, what do you what do you even say to the goalie? What do you say to the guy sitting next to you in the locker room? Like, you just... You have nothing. It's just... You've lost these games. You were playing well. It was like, all right, boys, let's go close it out. And then you just don't. And it's just like... That is tough. That is tough for morale. That is tough for everybody in that locker room. Man, I feel bad for Sabres fans right now. Like that is that is tough, man. That is really really tough. So I'm I'm gonna say Sabres lose and they set the record tomorrow. Yeah, I think I heard um, from Eric Stahl uh, when they asked him about his time in Buffalo after the trade, and he was just kind of <laughs> like uh, just ready to put that part of my <laughs> career behind me or something that he said there. Uh, the only thing I want to add to. Um, to our odd shark betting segment, uh, my uh, my run with Oral Roberts uh, running into the March Madness here came to an end on Saturday. It was unfortunate to see that they lost by two to Arkansas, uh, which which was a tough loss. And Arkansas is now, I believe, or no, they lost in the Elite Eight, so it's now down to uh, just a, I guess Final Four teams right now. And I guess the only long shot one I had, uh, I still have Baylor to win. I think at uh, decent odds. But uh, I was really hoping to hit that. Uh, I was really hoping for the magical run for uh, Oral Roberts to keep running. My favorite name uh, in the tournament, and uh, they were off to a great start uh, with some big upset wins as a number fifteen seed. So uh, we're gonna have more uh, Odd Shark. We're gonna have actually Ian from Odd Shark. Hopefully on this weekend's episode, uh, should be fun to kind of break down how maybe some end of the season bets will go for the NHL, and just kind of discuss some more hockey betting things with him because it'd be nice to have the expert on instead of you and me throwing out prop bets every single week uh, to to, to yeah. tell people what to bet on. Absolutely. All right, Chris. Been fun, man. I gotta go to the gym. Yeah. Yeah, you keep finishing the episodes like that. People people know quads. You lift. People know. <laughs> and uh, I won't be seeing the selfies anymore, apparently, too. No, I, I yeah, I'm gonna share that story. I have a private story, you know. I gotta post the post the photos on there and uh yeah, Chris was Chris was starting to screenshot them, hold them above me. He's like, I'm gonna post these to Twitter, so had to had to get them out of there. But yeah, uh, I think Anybody who is a listener of the show and also on the uh, on the Snapchat, they know my my stories every night at Rogers Arena. Basically every night, it's got to be a mirror selfie. That's on the main story though. Those aren't really, you know. Let's close out this conversation. Yeah, you know, the, the shirtless ones on the private one. That's uh, that's what people want. Uh, but yeah, I think we'll, we'll <laughs> close out this week's episode. I don't think there's much else to add there. The weekend off was awesome, man. By, by the way, like the week of. You know, a little bit of a relaxing week, I felt like. We didn't have to do as much Canucks content, and uh, it felt good. It felt good to kind of get, you know, refreshed on everything, and then we come back to start covering this team, record another podcast, and what do we do? We spend 75% of the episode talking about goddamn COVID-19 uh, once again, which is super unfortunate, <laughs> uh, but that's the way the cookie crumbles. Let's hope for some some actual hockey to talk about on this weekend's episode. But if not, uh, if they got to be, you know, take precautions about it and see what happens with Wednesday's game, we'll, we'll definitely follow up on that as well so uh nothing else to add this week quads 
Nope. Nothing. Perfect. I don't know why I even ask anymore because you never have anything to add at the end of the episode. Your pre-workout's already kicked in. The car's already started. Uh, we're going to send you off to the gym. <laughs> so for my co-host, David Quadrelli, my name is Chris Faber, and thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of The Canucks Conversation.